Hello and welcome to Tabs 2000 or 2001, The Chronic. I'm Justin, and today we're going to do an introductory episode by giving our little bit of a background on ourselves, who we are, and why we chose to do this, and what led up to us doing this. I'm Juan, back again, as always. So, we had a lot of time to do this, and if it's not good to people listening, we're sorry. We had, we had a lot of time. Uh, like I said in one of my tweets where I shared it, uh, it took us like, it was like a year since the idea, almost a year since the idea first came out. Uh, we spent like six months legitimately trying to just figure out a name or what to do, knowing that we would not necessarily need gimmicks. We just always meet up and we don't even, we don't really even need segments. We just have them because they guide us. But we always right. end up talking about stuff that is in depth and very interesting so it's easy for us yeah yeah so we figure well instead of doing three hours of a podcast where we just let it naturally happen and then editing it it's like well let's give us some direction here so that's yeah i think some of it too is uh just to have it tangible for like listeners exactly or like just cohesive or it's just not that is one thing that i'm learning how to do is be palatable in terms of like work, my ideas, you know. You said that last time. I did, but it's a, it's an, like it's it's, it's like it's actually going to be conceived then because you've said it more than once. Well, I'm aware of it now. Yeah, you know the, the self awareness is the first part. I, I didn't know that I wasn't palatable. I didn't know people didn't really quite get. Like I just was in class upstairs, and they're like, "Oh, I don't like that. I don't get that." And I'm like, "Oh, I thought of it. I understand it completely." And it's like, "Oh, yeah, but that person didn't think of it, so I can't expect them to know what I did." That's true. That's true. Very true. Self-awareness is So good, yeah, for Tabs, Juan, Johnny, Justin, 2001. 2001. And uh episode 2001? Is that was that the claim? Episode two thousand one. Episode two thousand one. Yeah, yeah that's, 20, this is our two thousand and first episode. The Dubsack Pyramid. This is um. Thanks yeah. for sticking with us. It's uh, been a year since Y two K. Yeah, I mean Y two J. Y two J. Chris Jericho. Right. You know, break the walls down. Yeah, <laughs> man, absolutely. Speaking of that, I was listening to the Chris Warren band or whatever because uh, they have a segment on YouTube. I don't know why I said segment. I'm just that's just a very hot word for me right now because I'm you know in a <laughs> podcast. But they have a video on YouTube where the guy who wrote the songs for like DX and the game and all that, where they end up the Chris Warren band end up performing it. He has like I was just I was just watching it and like you think about Triple H's first like next gen song, the game, DX's song, and then Chris Jericho's stuff, and it's like because I was listening to JPEG Mafia, so I was really it was really a hot topic for me because um, JPEG Mafia samples that edge opening you think you know me and it's like the tightest thing because it's the beats the beetle just go and then it's like you think you know me all right yeah, did you so. say jpeg jpeg mafia yeah was that like inspired by like that's the, the compression name. or i mean the the image compression mafia yeah, yeah. jpeg that's fresh though. some kind that's of fresh. file mafia anyways he the, makes like glitch popular choice for literally hip-hop. everything to upload any uh, any kind of image is jpeg as most of you may know right hopefully Right. I just had to. I just learned that because I had to export in JPEG for the first time instead of PNG. Don't lie. Oh, you. you well, knew I mean, the JPEG was. I mean, the my thing. 
great like my graphic design stuff the the logos and stuff before i would just do png right. photos jpeg yeah of course okay okay yeah or okay. apple hev whatever hvec yeah whatever it's called high efficiency anyway so uh, yeah so first uh how do you guys think the first one went <clears throat> i feel like every every pod is just going to be like a learning like a learning uh, experience where we're just gonna have this curve of just like better content yeah whoever listens with us you're growing with us we're all gonna grow i mean that's what it always is but i mean to to witness it live in terms of like people you know or uh content creators whatever you call us i don't like that i don't know why i even said that i hate that idea content <laughs> creator but uh i mean just like whatever this that we're doing podcast artists or whatever you call it pop 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 tarts where i'm a pop tart it's pop podcast pod art pop tart or pop tarts so you know but you're growing with this you're gonna you're gonna see us change from like non-frosted school lunch you know single pop tart to like whole box hot fudge sundae or cookies and cream or or the limp the very limited edition that i had in eighth grade milkshake pop tarts oh yeah i didn't even know they had those yeah the, oh dude pop, the pop tart flavors are like most of the time hits but they've had a couple misses in a couple of years, and I'm like worried about the, my pop tart stocks right now <laughs> because it's like I feel like uh, I feel like they'd be a, a good platform for Bape to collab with because they've done it with like Pepsi. The, yeah, because the frosting's for yeah, yeah. absolutely Coca Cola, Pepsi, all of them. So like if Bape were to collab with them, I think your stocks will be okay, dude. But uh, now babe, I'm at the point where I don't even care about they're Kellogg's, babe, right? Or babe Bob Tart, Bape Bob Tart. They're Kellogg's, I believe. Okay. Good to know that you know where we're. Your we're going to speak a bait pop tart collab into existence. Johnny just Johnny just thought of that. Like we're that's going to happen now. You heard it here first. Tabs two thousand. So it's it's like you know how the other one was bait Pepsi. So bait pop. Oh, Pepsi. Bait pop tart. Beepus. I can't even say that. Right. Pop tarts. A funny a funny doggo drink a eat a eat a pep a Beepus. Bait tarts. I mean the fact that there's two words you can just play one play with one word. Bait tarts. Or pop pop Popstas, I like Tartstas. that one. Tartstas, Popstas is tight. I like that too. Popstas, okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. A, a bathing tart. Yeah, I was just bathing tart. Okay, a bathing right. tart. All right, so babe, shall never we were kill we were tart. we were in the middle of explaining something. Uh, I believe it's Johnny's. Friend. I think we were gonna introduce ourselves like uh, more in depth, so a little bit about you Justin. know you know what I think we should do have like a instead of a swear jar a tangent jar yeah so every time we get on a tangent I just, you gotta throw I'm, it. I'm already like in the, in the no negative. yeah we're gonna have a segment called no tangents actually yeah I that's just thought beta. about it that's in that's, in that's in like pre alpha right that's now that's a pre alpha that's that's early access if you subscribe yeah um, like I said grow with us <laughs> just like uh, PUBG give us money. Just uh, give us, give us your money, and we will give you content. We want to earn it. Okay, anyway. Return. So but we're not content creators. We're Pop-Tarts. There you go. Podcast <laughs> artists. <laughs> right you heard it here first. We're, we're inventing everything. We're speaking everything into existence. We're inventing everything that we do. Why are you Why are you listening to us? You should be giving us all your money. Anyway, so what's up? My mom named me Justin in on November 4th. and um, What year? It's too much information. No, right. 19, 1995. You know, I'm, I'm a young, I'm a young buck. Like my neighbor says every time I walk by, he's like, "What's up, youngster?" I'm a youngster. We're all youngsters. We're just trying to make some art and do some cool stuff, and you know, stuff like that. So this is one of the things that really interests me with the minute it's proposed because I've never done this. I'm all about trying 
new stuff and trying to do cool stuff now because there was a time when I wouldn't and I was scared. Now, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'll just show up and whatever we got planned, it's, it'll happen, but I'm going to sweat through my deodorant. That's the worst that happens now is that I sweat through my deodorant. So I'm Justin. I need extra strength deodorant, and I'm going to pass it to one of my co-hosts. Hey, um, I don't know how you started that, so I don't know if I should parallel <laughs> that, but I think mine's going to be a lot shorter, hopefully. Go um, for it. Uh, no, you're okay. Yeah. I, I like uh, your voice. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Johnny. Uh, I just got married. I think I'm a photographer, but I'm not. Don't we all? I think I'm a videographer, but I'm not. Don't we all? Actually, not me. Um, but I, I, I am a enthusiast of all things creative. Uh, I can't paint, but I love paintings. I can't take pictures, but I like pictures sometimes. Actually, I kind of don't. Most pictures I don't. But you you take lot, pictures. There are some pictures stop, that are good. Stop being humble. You take pictures. Um, no, no. I, I hire, hire Johnny for your picture needs. Right? I love films. Yeah, they're great. Um, my favorite movie of all time is uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Solid. Just kidding. No, that's a shout out to um, Nathan Fielder. Uh, the, yeah. Anyways, if you don't know about that, then fuck you. Yeah, love that um, show. Love that show. But uh, it's a good thing we don't have a swear jar. Deny nothing. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have a swear jar and more so a tangent jar. Um, yeah, so that that's me. It's pre-alpha. Yeah, it's pre- we're, we're pre-alpha, so give Working us your on money. A beta. Give us your money. Okay. Money, money, money. That's uh, money right, to you now. To, me, me, money, money, me now. I'm Juan. I've been known, uh, otherwise known as Converse. Um, yeah, man. Mexican heritage. Uh, mom was born in Mexico. Dad, uh, dad, I believe in Manteca, um, but his parents were. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Manteca, though. Also, I feel oh, that. Um, you were born in lard. If you if you know Spanish, Manteca means Manteca. lard. Literally. Oh yeah. L- literally means lard. That's the way my uncle taught me. It was when, when he was here you from, live in lard? from Kansas. He's my uncle. My late uncle is Puerto Rican. And he was always like, oh, yeah, Manteca. I'm going to Manteca. Because everyone's like, <laughs> Manteca. He's like, Manteca. And so I, yeah. I have that stuck in my head now. Oh, but yeah. So um, born in 1997, given the name of my great-grandfather, Juan Carlos. Um, and now I'm here. I'm 20 years old. Uh, always lived in Stockton. Shout out Stockton. Wouldn't want to Stockton. Triple. If, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Stockton, I wouldn't be who I who I am. I love the city, man. We're about to reinvent this place. I yeah. just I just submitted logos to help with that today. That's uh, no, that's tight, and I I think I've seen some of them. Today. I don't know which ones you've uploaded. But the ones that made the cut, dude. They're like they're like completely different, man. And, and keep in mind, folks, he doesn't mean the, made the cut. Like he submitted twenty of them to the city, and then they only took one. That this is his cut, right? Like. He's super strict about what he does, and yeah. but he does everything, which is good. Like I submitted three. He does stuff that he knows he's pages. probably going to hate, but he does it so that he can contrast it with what he's going to love, there's, what, what, what works. There's three pages that I submitted, and the first two have two on each page, two logo, two designs, I should say. And then the last one has a whole set where it's like almost five, I think, four. But my final cut was like more than ten. But then I got to class and the teachers were like, oh, these are ugly or these are bad. I'm just kidding. They didn't say that. They just kind of gave me those pointers where it's like they, the direction that I needed to go in needed to be constrained. So I got that and like that I, w- and I wasn't really happy with what happened, but it's whatever. That and then maybe they just felt like 
out of those 10, a couple of them were, were the strongest, right? Or were stronger right. in that direction because, I mean, right. they, they could be really good. And, just and they like, also kept saying that they liked the ones that I had already submitted last year <coughs> and that didn't make the cut. And I my whole thing, cut, right? yeah, that was when it, was, it wasn't offered to the students. It was just I, I found about it because uh, Andrew, shout out to Andrew, best friend, brother. You, you submitted them as like an independent artist, right? Yeah, and I now, submitted now them. I submitted like three of them. So that's cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's way easier when it's like your interest. I hate the whole idea like submitting. There it is. Tangent point lost. I just lost. Anyway, there's all <laughs> kinds of struggles in like making stuff. And I'm I'm new to sharing the things that I create. So like how Johnny is always like, oh, I take photos. I don't like I don't I, when someone asks me if I'm this or that, like a graphic artist or whatever, I just kind of shy away from it because I'm like, I don't you just shrug it off. Right? I don't consider necessarily what I ooh, I clipped right there. <laughs> you clipped. Yeah, that was funny. Sorry about Sorry. that, guys. I've Sorry about that. It's OK. Sorry about that. I'm really close to this mic. Maybe I should step back. But anyway, it's really it's really hard. Too, because then like a, I like I see who calls himself an artist, and I'm like I'm either not as good or I'm in a different spot than that person. So I'm like I'm really scared of like these labels because it's hard. Because then when people see you're a photographer, that's why artist is like a really good one because it's a catch all, and you could be abstract. You can't really necessarily be abstract in one spot. I feel because it, they people expect one thing, especially when they want to pay for it. So like when I say I do logos, it's really easy because it's like okay, I can I can give you what you're gonna think is a logo, as abstract as I want it to be. Whereas if I was like oh, I'm a I'm a photographer, and you see what I have, I don't necessarily have too much room to be abstract because people want, especially when they want to hire you for their wedding, they don't want you to do some abstract shit like just only shoot on bulb and have everyone move. That's the kind of stuff I like to do. I like to like almost paint, but I'm not so good at it. So again. I hide it. Anyway, another one of the struggles, too, is uh, sharing stuff. That's what I was telling them beforehand. Like, I didn't know what to say on how to or like for sharing this podcast. Like I was going to do a post on Instagram. I probably still will. But like all the stuff that I wrote up, the last iteration I did where I was going to share the thing and do whatever I was going to say. Yeah, here I basically put here's some clues. It was like a screenshot of the podcast app. And the SoundCloud one, and I was going to put, here's some clues to how you can find us. There's no fucking way I'm putting the link in my bio. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I, I really just don't care for that content creator link in bio stuff. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with it. It's just I've seen too much of it, and I'm just like, turned off. I think for the longest time, I've I've had others links in my bio. Like, nothing good to say was on there for a while. Shout I, I don't to think nothing I ever really had a... Mine, right? I'm not gonna say it, but yeah, mine. I've, I, maybe like early on because it was just juice that I had a website, but it, it's actually gonna renew on Squarespace pretty soon. So I should either hey. cut it or or decide that Shout I'm gonna do something Squarespace. with it. Shout out to Squarespace. Um, if you use our affiliate link, uh, you get 15 percent off. <laughs> we just kidding. We don't, we don't have, have one. one. <laughs> we don't have one at all. But well, we're gonna speak. Like we might speak that into existence. Yeah, too, we, we might. We might. That I mean, might. Happen. They probably like we're, we're going with it already, right? You yeah, they're like, free. hey, all oh, these pop tarts are, are giving us free promo. Uh, yeah. we're, we're down with the pop tarts. But, but shout out Squarespace. So go, go um, just go to squarespace.com. Don't use any affiliate link unless you want to support somebody else, like uh, some other podcaster. Or yeah, pop tart. Well, we're, we're, we're the only pop tarts. We're, we're like in no way affiliated with that. But anyways. Uh, so yeah, a tangent number two. 
I'm gonna just start with one. I'm not gonna lead to one. I'm gonna start with one. He just shout yeah, out RTV. Point lost. Shout out RTV. Yeah, I just I, just, yeah. I forfeited that match. The match didn't even start. Just forfeited to me, <laughs> and, and it's um, I lost a point. So yeah, shout out RTV. Uh, yeah, Delta RTV. Thanks Adriana for hosting this. Yeah. Shout out the department. Shout out everybody who's involved with it and who makes this happen. Shout out Jordan Cost who set up some of the mics for us today. Yeah, shout definitely. Out. We definitely ask uh, quite a bit sometimes. So yeah, um, yeah. I was sometimes just... it's the three times that we've done this so far. <laughs> yeah, and but we're like we're still like we're still not too aware of what we're doing. We just know that we want certain things to be a certain way, and like they always kind of accommodate us pretty well. So right, we're, we're yeah. finding our 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 yeah. Shout out our Braille. Wings. Shout out Braille for sure. I, I'm looking at this like Sony stereo interface thing, and right next to the Sony logo, there's I think it's Braille. It looks oh like yeah, Braille. yeah, no, it's Braille. It's pretty cool. It's, sure. like the, it's like the old like little label making guns that it, it yeah, pre- it's like where it's like, like it presses. It's like metal. It's like embossed, but it's it, like it, almost metal. Yeah, it looks yeah. like yeah, exactly, and then it just presses up to to make it, and there's these dots. So I I assume that that it's Braille, which is yeah. pretty cool. Shout out Braille. Right. Again. Shout out Braille. Hey, and back to Broger, I was actually telling her earlier too. Um, I was telling her that we're on iTunes now, and then she's like, oh, yeah, congrats. And I was like, well, I mean, that's kind of, uh, like, credit to you because you let us, like, use the facility. Like, you're being yes. really supportive about it. Mm-hmm. Like, They're harboring our genius. Oh, yeah. no. You know, it's because it's, like, a, like art, like, fine art and, like, renaissance. Like, everyone who's been our Medici, like, I have, like, a collection of people where I'm like, yeah, that they were definitely my Medici, the people who, like, funded my ability to like do any of this i always remember Medici that. were bankers right in italy it, they were i've they're just like some rich ass family they were just rich like and they, they funded a lot of yeah and like they let people and... live there i think it was like caravaggio or da vinci somebody some or, or michelangelo somebody medici yeah. i have to look it up sorry whoops i just know about the medicis yeah i remember hearing about them like in the sixth grade my like yeah. history textbook but that, that name is always stood because of the medici and the, seeing it spelled out and then hearing it, I knew that like the 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 Italian language was you know quite quite a bit different, especially because I I read, write, and speak English and Spanish. So like right. seeing the chi sound and it's just a c, there's, there's no h. Maybe yeah. think about other like languages. instead of it being like medici or medici. Exactly, like yeah. almost like medicine. So mm-hmm. it just gave me more of a global perspective, it, 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 more so in like the language part of it, and the linguistics. But it yeah. also made me think about everything. Also, else. shout out to Jennifer Barrows. That's the reason why I know. About the Medici's, she's great. Yeah, shout out I, to her. I, her art classes are some of my favorite classes I've ever taken here. My, my wife has taken um, two classes with her, and I took an online class with her. Shout out my wife. Yeah, she's the best one. Oh, well, yeah, both, yeah. both. Shout, well, no, Barrows, shout, shout out Barrels for Barrows sure. And there, there was a hidden. There's something Melissa. hidden that nobody's gonna know when I said shout out my wife and right. why I said that. Okay, regarding right. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, right, right. Shout out my wife. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking we should talk about interests also. Oh yeah, and I got a little, a little bit of Instagram live right now going. Emery okay. Reyes just joined. Shout out Emery. <laughs> so there was like that awkward moment right now where we were looking at the camera, just trying to figure out what to say next. Who's <laughs> Johnny? Definitely lost points for that. That was that was a rough. But I, me and Johnny are the, are losing all our points for tangents. Right. And, uh, and Johnny coughed. But yeah, so more that's about a, ourselves, that's right? A mega point. So, I feel like we should just talk about some of our interests. Like uh, for me personally, I'm a music yeah. head. Um, I've done mixes in the past. Uh, so like just 
bunch. I just throw a bunch of songs together. Uh, I've done one where I just like chopped and screwed pretty much every song on there. Um, I've done like a Tame Impala edit. But I mean, back to what you were saying of just about like sharing and like just kind of being yeah. scared about sharing. I feel like part of that is just because we have we look at these like great people who do these things and like we kind of look at them in a way where it's like we're we don't compare. So it's like our right. our, our our things can't possibly like just match up to those so like why even share it like this isn't good well that's why i do like when i do my work in terms of logos i find myself just going back to the pentagram website pentagram is like the my favorite thing to look at and i look at them every time if i'm like doing anything i'm looking at the pentagram website just trying to like see and how they see how and in what ways they apply the rules of design and how it comes out and you see a lot of their stuff and it's like really simple and clean and i'm always just like yeah that is what i'm trying to shoot for that's the pl- i mean i want to work for them too again speaking into existence but that's like what i look at and i look at their stuff and i'm like maybe i have the same principles that they're using in terms of designing but i'm like no there's no way i just got away with something as simple as them that looks so clean maybe it's that they have the power behind it to do that or something but i'm just like yeah that's where i want to go so i'm just going to look at it and then let it teach me what needs to be taught yeah i think i think either way if 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 our if the things that we do like either way if it's bad or good i think we we just always will have that wall of like it's oh, not yeah. it's not that it's not that great though you know yeah, even, just, even if it is or not it could be great and we can i feel like we just have that I mean, personally, I kind of have that wall also where it's like. Yeah, I just asked my teacher upstairs. I was like, when does this get when does this get fun? When do you know what someone wants when they want you to design? When do you when do you like your work? And she's just like, never. You, you don't. You just keep doing it. And that's another thing that's like common in terms of like uh, philosophies for the art world is like you no one likes what they do. And if it's good, then you, it's is it really? But it's like you just keep going. That's another well, thing. Well, I, f- I forgot what artist or photographer it was. Like, they asked them, like, when are you ever satisfied with your work? And it's like, yeah. you're never satisfied. Yeah, and that's you're another thing. I just remember what I was Chase say. perfection. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think I'm necessarily a perfectionist, but then I also don't think I'm so much of an artist. Like I said, it's it's a, such a blanket term that it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, what I do is art. Whether I think it's good or not, or whether I think it actually qualifies, it's definitely... I definitely just gonna have to keep doing it though. That that relates to one of the things that that I saw a quote from like John Rosenquist or something like that. Because I end up that 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 definitely goes into tabs. Like I'm I'm already leeching into my tabs right now. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I just met like I was looking up like Liechtenstein stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that though. Oh yeah. So don't tabs. Know. Yeah, keep that trigger that Got trigger it. happy finger or what is it? Trigger finger. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, other than music, though, for me, like in terms of things that I do, um, I mean, I've shot pictures before. Like, I have, a, I have like a finsta. That's kind of a thing, and okay. I, um, and like even in the bio, it's like I'm not a photographer, but here are my photos. It's because I just right. like it's just like terms. Like, there's just terms that I'm just like turned off of. Yeah, and, and everyone needs like that space to completely just express themselves. So I see a lot of people who have Finstas. It's like it's just a space where they can just express themselves however they see fit. Right, yeah. And in terms of, like, photos, you definitely need that, especially for you to keep going. You definitely need some place to put it. 
whether it's like just on a wall in your house or on your computer where you look at it, you have to you have to keep looking at it. And that's also the double edged sword of it is that the more you look at it, the more you're going to not like it. That's why I said every time I someone says, oh, you do this or you're this. I'm like, "Uh, no, because I've looked at it too much and I just don't think it's good enough to be even among the ranks of things that I think is good, which is like you shouldn't compare. But it's like if I don't, then how am I going to ever get to anything else? How am I ever going to achieve more than than what I currently see? Yeah, or have seen, yeah. Yeah, if you don't push the envelope like that. Like, of course, I look at people's stuff, and I'm like, it's not as good as that. And it's like, yeah, one day it might be. But also, I'm like, I want it to be its own thing and be better than everything I ever could have imagined, too. Who are who are some of your biggest inspirations? Like I said, Pentagram. Michael Beirut, Paula Scher, Massimo Vignelli. Straight off the bat, I got into this stuff because of Massimo Vignelli. Barrows is another person who encouraged me to that because I said I put for one of the projects I put some of Massimo stuff and Barrows just looked at me and was like, "Oh, you should be in graphic design," and then I did. Even though I had already thought about it, it, it wasn't even until someone had saw the way I was into the stuff and from the angle did I even begin to really consider, "Oh yeah, maybe there's something to this more." Like I always wanted to do shirts, but I never thought I would ever get into doing logos. But that's the fun part. It's like it's 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 the perfect mix of like abstract art and like tangible stuff that's palatable because it can be anything. You can make a logo out of anything. Any any relation of things could be beautiful and some little shape and symbol that just makes you feel so good for some reason. You know? What about you, Johnny? What's like uh some inspirations? Like not even it, it doesn't even have to be like creative wise, but just like life wise or um well, I'm gonna start with the creative because I can, you know, speak on that right off the bat. I'd right. say like Kanye West, Otis Jackson Jr., who's uh, Mad Lib actually, James Yancey, Jay Dilla, um, uh, Alfonso Cuaron, <laughs> who directed uh, Children of Men, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Tarantino, just because I, I like his style, uh, but I don't see myself making films like that, so I wouldn't really say that it's gonna inspire me to. Maybe the dialogue that's what inspires me the most, not necessarily the the goal. Yeah, he puts in good dialogue, great dialogue. Uh, it, Super, like just phenomenal. But um, he, so he's one of them. Um, I'd say like Frida Kahlo, just because I love her art and I love uh, what she stood for. She was just pretty cool. Um, also, I'd have to say, um, I don't know, just my peers sometimes inspire me a lot right. for sure. If I could add uh, one to mine, I forgot uh, Scooby Doo, for sure. Scooby Doo, oh, yeah, George yeah. Clinton, you know, Prince. Yeah. When I now now that I see every time I see like a Scooby Doo image or something i just like think of you yeah and i'm <laughs> so i'm too, so sure. fucking like, like <laughs> i'm so fucking comfortable now like i said like all that stuff about being an artist and like that. like i'm so i'm so secure about myself now because i saw a tweet where someone was like oh all the kids who watch scooby-doo uh grow up to be geniuses so i'm like super i'm just <laughs> like yeah i'm like i'm like thank you so much for saying that because like i always kind of like i was i was like i suspected it you know, that that's definitely what made me a genius. And like that now that other people are aware of that, I'm like, yo, thanks. That was some real shit. Yeah, it's not classical music uh, as your baby sleeps. It's uh, Scooby-Doo. No. Baby Einstein's, no. Nah. No, nah, it's just, that's not. Throw on some Scooby-Doo. Throw on some Scooby-Doo. Just some like, I used to watch the ones that used to stuff. creep me out. Yeah. The, the ones with the most eyes sticking, you know, coming out of the, the one where the, the black, the, like the glowing blue skull alien from the hangar. That one used to freak me out. The noises it made. The one with the um, oh, the witch doctor. 
Those, that was another one that used to freak me out too. Yeah, that that one's that one's good. I think yeah. the second best dog out there though is uh, Clifford. No, 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 sorry, not Clifford. Coward. Fuck Clifford. Courage. Uh, courage. The cowardly dog. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Coward. The cowardly dog. Coward. <laughs> coward. No, he's you know courage. a good he's dog. A he's a, dog the coward. <laughs> the coward. The yeah. coward. Courage. The cowardly dog. Yeah. Fuck Clifford. He's a he's a very cookie cutter. Yeah, I, I used to the fact that he was a huge red dog. That wasn't cookie cutter, but I don't know. It's just, it it's, reminded me of, like, Curious George too much, and they were, like, completely Exactly, different. exactly. They even had, like, a crossover, I think. No, I don't think they did. No, nah, they did. They for sure did. With Curious George and Clifford? Yeah. I doubt Clifford it. Clifford the Curious They don't want to make movies That's about uh, Clifford. That's for sure. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny, did you have any more you wanted to speak uh, I on? I probably do, but I can't think of any, man. I just I, I just remember that I wanted to throw Scooby Doo in there and I didn't because I got too serious. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I yeah, uh, probably other filmmakers. Um, oh no, now uh, no, I remember now. Um, Sebastião Salgado. Uh, I think he's either Portuguese. No, he's Brazilian. He's a Brazilian photographer. He's super dope. He's like a documentary photographer. Um, he used to be an economist for UNICEF or I don't know no some I don't know he he's he had some jobs and then he just picked up photography and he had like just a couple of Leica primes and a, and a Leica and he just started taking pictures of struggle and problems around the world and they're powerful images yeah and also um, what's the if I may interject what's the uh, format like black or white black and white black yeah and white? black okay. and white mostly black and white by far because these I are said these black are or pictures. white excuse me um, and then. Uh, he did a lot of pictures of like the Brazilian mines, like the, I think like gold mines or diamonds or something. Oh like that. yeah, yeah. Those and those places are real, like like you look at those places where they're where they're like just pulling the stuff out of the ground. The like poverty line for that shit is oh dude, oh it's, my god, it's, dude, it's crazy out there from what I've seen. And Raw materials. I man. like that so far. What I know about Brazil is from pictures and then from a movie, uh, City of God, but um. Mm. So I, I want to learn more about everything, really. Uh, I want to, but I want to, I, I don't know that I would necessarily want to go in a linear fashion. Like, let me learn about all these com- countries in, in, in succession, you know. Maybe I want to learn about a type of microphone, and then I'll jump to a country, and then I'll, I'll jump to a, a type of fabric, you know, and then, I'll, and then I'll jump to something else. So that's just me. I, that, that was a horrible tangent, but that's just... Yeah, you it, just, it lost, tells, you just lost points. It, it tells you a lot about how I think and I don't necessarily want you to but I, 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 no, no no so no I already did no already no did. no no no. that's good because, and, and Vivian you know, Meyer we, she's we want them to know how we think My that's, that's how we remain the most natural yeah this is, this is just off the cuff whatever you got give it up um, my other inspiration is Vivian Meyer, a street photographer uh, not a lot of people knew that she took pictures uh, until after she died and uh, somebody like there was like an estate not, not like an estate sale but like a like her property, because she was a nanny for a rich family, uh, I believe in New York, and uh, I think like maybe the family knew that she took pictures on her free time when she was like when she was off, again, not being a nanny. But um, yeah, her pictures are dope. A lot of her stuff was purchased by some dude, and then he started like publishing them. Her there's, pictures were great. Her there's really so good. many great photographers too. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people nowadays don't necessarily stack up, which is why I think a lot of people gravitate towards film. And why, like, analog is seen as, like, or people, like, the joke, you know, where it's, like, oh, just, you, you shot it in film, so you automatically think it's better than anything. Right. Yeah. I feel like... Shout out to Stockton, though. Shout out to Stockton. I, I feel like, for whatever reason, the analog thing 
and the the thought that goes into it is way better than what goes along with digital now. I mean, there's still people who are taking great stuff digitally, but I feel like, I think for myself too, that eventually I'm just going to have to go back to film because I just, it's something about it's just more pure. And then I remember my first encounters with it as like a teenager were watching people do uh, prints on metal uh, panels. I saw, I think it was like on Hype Beast or high snob or freshness mag or something like that when i was like a senior in high school or something like that and that dude just pulls up in a van and takes these huge ass photos that just get printed out on metal sheets and i was like yeah um that's what i need and then again learning from barrows too like learning about like the camera obscura and all the stuff like that like something about it is just so much more i don't i pure is a, a tough word to throw around but something about it is just so much more interesting when there's that all that thought process going into it. Like I'm not as attracted to taking my digital camera and going to my computer and then editing and Lightroom and stuff like that. Like I just it's just it's not the thought that I want to do. I want to think less but also maintain the complexity. I want complex but I want it to be I want to have less options is what I think I'm trying to say. Digital gives you way too many options. Oh yeah. A lot of in-camera options now, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Like I was telling them beforehand, I I like the idea of just using my iPhone that I have and trying to replicate as much as I can a, a point-and-shoot film camera. Because I don't like the iPhone's color. I don't like the way it does. And I want it to look just like, like I said, point-and-shoot film camera. Real, real simple and real nice and clean, but not plain iPhone color. Plus, I have an older one, so I'm like, I feel like I can get away with it because it's already hindered by its technology compared to like a iphone 10 um so we're not gonna have a lot of time today because the great adriana broger has to go somewhere at 3 30 oh but uh let's bring out the safari tabs right now okay tabs real quick let's do real fast tabs Tabs 2001 let's get it (laughs) very true tabs 2001 um stephen hawking oh man rip in peace um Rest and rip. Sorry. Um, shout out to Stephen Hawking. Yeah, man. Uh, I was kind of crazy because uh, I mean, we talked about we talked about David Blaine for a second the last uh, last pod, and that's because uh, again, I was like doing some research on him for a speech, and uh, I just seen a video of like David Blaine showing Stephen Hawking like a magic trick, and he was like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he, I mean, he's doing a magic trick to someone who knows like the universe and like he's he's getting blown no away. still he can still be fooled by illusion though you know yeah. right well, yeah i think stephen hawking was intelligent enough to know that he knew a fraction of the universe are we really a arguing? small small fraction of the universe. are we really talking about like extreme science man versus magician this is this is literally where we just went magic is science yeah i mean yeah it is sleight of hand and and, and the science portion of it that this is a psychology portion of science like True. you trick people into thinking the magic's happening on this side and it's really happening exactly. on the opposite side so. exactly but um, uh, i like yeah, the way i like the way neil Stephen degrasse Hawking. tyson kind of explained it he was like he was saying well first of all he said like if you had a, if you had a book called just optical illusions he's like you should it should actually be called brain failures because that's what it actually is <laughs> like you, and then he's yeah. saying and then he was saying like we're all like hubristic enough or like we're too hubristic to admit to ourselves that like 
that's uh, that we're like what we're seeing is like a brain failure. So like that's when it becomes an illusion because we're like, oh, that's uh, like that line doesn't belong there. But right. <laughs> no, it's tricky. Something it's along tricky. the lines of like we're just we just think too much of ourselves like we're not that dumb to where that's that's a failure like that's no, there's just, no there's no way you fooled me i just right, yeah. i just didn't see what you did there it's like no your brain just didn't pick it up and then he was saying how like a magician they're they're they just know more than who they're fooling that's that's the only thing it's like that's all it is is they just know Makes more than me. you same thing with same thing with like uh artists artists always know more than their their audience pretty much I think that uh, might I don't know <laughs> I think I read that somewhere or something like that I saw that where it's like the artist knows more than the audience does because they are the one who created the art so obviously they know what it is or what it might be you know there's that illusion side so again that's the stuff i like too the abstraction where it's like i can take a picture of someone but if i choose a certain angle you might not be able to tell it's a person especially if i do it in black and white so it's like i know that it's a person but you might not true. your brain Very just true. Didn't, your brain just wasn't there to witness me take a photo of a person all right my next tab i don't have many but they're i think they're very rich go uh, for it uh moondog labs if you've ever heard of moondog labs it's a uh, they make lenses for iPhones. And so I've been on their website, you know, periodically because they, they make these the lenses, but they don't have it for the iPhone 10 yet. And I guess they're not going to make one now. They're, it's supposed to, well, I've been reading back on it for the past few months, and now they actually have a, a launch date or, or a launch month, and it's April. This coming up April, so in a month or so. And I guess the reason why they delayed making it, because, I mean, they, they had the molding and everything to, to, to make a anamorphic lens way back when. Um, for the iPhone 10, but they wanted to design new optics, right? New glass, new elements, and everything to make it better. Um, because, I mean, they've already, and it's not because of the whole two lens thing, because they've already, um, I think, mastered that with, like, the 7 and the 8, but with the 10, it is a little bit different. So instead of just doing the same thing with a different mount, they wanted to make a new lens. All right. Oh, wait, I'm not done. This one's going to be super short. Go ahead. Um, my other tab is Children of Men. Watch it. That's all I'm gonna say. Just watch it. <laughs> not because it. like, not because like, oh, it's so good that you have to watch it. Like, I'm not trying to make a statement or sound like edgy. Just, I mean, you just watch it. It's it's good. It's it's good. And that's all I want to say because I know that I can go on. Yeah, and you show me that. Okay, you okay, show me that talking, John Lennon song that was in it, and I was listening to that again. I was like, yeah, if that's in there. That's a that's got to be a good movie. Yeah, is that John Lennon's very end. And I just found. Um, fuck. Now I'm doing this again. Okay, I just found <laughs> a cinematographer for this film. Uh, Abraham, shout out to Abraham, AB. Uh, he told me about the cinematographer and the Instagram account, and I think he even told me that nobody knew that it was him because he wouldn't post anything about it. And then I guess uh, I, I just read this article yesterday, and it was like from from way back when when they discovered that it was him, and now it's not a secret. But um, the basically the, uh, the the somebody commented like, "This has got to be what's his what's his name?" And I think he's. Oh, uh, Emmanuel Lubeski. I think he's uh, Spanish. No, he's Mexican. He's born in Mexico City. Uh, yeah, so Emmanuel Lubeski, super dope, great cinematographer, mastermind behind some of those shots where um, you would start and you'd get the subject, you know, as you're supposed to be filming, and then he would kind of go on a tangent. He would start looking at the, you know, there's a lot of these walks where there was like a bunch of poor people and this is war torn, you know, UK, and. Um, you know, he would be filming the, the the main characters and then 
go on a tangent and, and like they would, you know, pass up the frame of the camera and they'd be doing their own thing. And then right before the cut to where it goes back to the main characters, the, the camera would kind of sway the opposite direction to kind of let them get out of the frame a lot sooner. And you'd see like this lady praying on the ground with like missing a leg or something like that. So, you know, it's just super dope cinematography. Definitely watch that film. And that was a tangent. <laughs> yeah, you just lost points again. Pre-alpha and yeah, where, we where are much, you? Like, we don't have that much negative. time. Yeah, so. it's fine. I'll run through mine quick. All right, so where I left off was the Vetter paintings. That's where exactly where I picked up for this one. I got Sun R&B band. They're a funk band. They're out of Ohio. So they have like some members of like Slave. I really like Slave. Slave is a good band. They make, you know, Just a Touch of Love. That's where we get Steve Arrington. Steve Arrington has like one of the tightest singing styles of all time. Just the way he stresses his like words and way he chooses to sing he like croons pretty nicely it's pretty tight so then i got the fourth way which is what i was talking about the sly man philosophy the fourth way of of enlightening man so i'm gonna buy that because it's really really decently priced the the book is originally from like the 50s though um then like i was talking about earlier was the Liechtenstein stuff so i i was obsessed with this old slogan from dupont chemical uh, the slogan was uh, "Better Living Through Chemistry." Actually, the full the full advertising du- Dupont slogan is "Better Things for Better Living Through Chemistry," and that was adopted in 1935 and then used until 1982. So, I was stuck on that, and that led me to because I just like that because I was I was watching um, Oliver Stone's Untold History of the United States on um, Netflix, and that's to talk about is like Eisenhower. And like Adams for Peace and then DuPont, Better Living Through Chemistry, where it's like everything was just like 50s. We're going to solve everything with science, but it's like they're still they're still way behind. <laughs> so I got that. And then I somehow I got to this painting of from Liechtenstein. I think it's Liechtenstein. It's called Peace Through Chemistry. And it's like a, it's like a, a triptych. I think it's I think it's Lichtenstein. Let me make sure. Yeah, it's Lichtenstein, Peace Through Chemistry, and it's a triptych, and it's got a whole bunch of scenes in that, in that style, of Lichtenstein, Lichtenstein style, and that led me to the John Rosenquist thing about um, being an artist. I don't actually have that saved. Then I have Funkadelic's Chali song. It's from one of the albums that you can't listen to on Apple Music or much streaming services except for the good people who upload videos to YouTube, One Nation Under a Groove, cannot cannot stream that one, but it's called Charlie. And the first song, the first lyrics go, I was strung out on Bach and Beethoven was my thing. I dug jazz, I dug, I dug rock, anything with a swing. But I ran into a friend who told me there was so much more. Find the void that you missed, there is plenty to explore. And the entire time there's this really, really nice beat. And I learned to play the, the main riff. There's like some chords that have like a, a chorusy phased out kind of sound to him so it's really nice plus it's it's a sinister grin gary scheider song so i'm already i love i love funkadelic i love problem funkadelic i love clinton hazel warrell haskins gary scheider i love all those dudes i love i love the nicknames for him space viking prototype werewolf supreme maggot minister of funkadelia the maggoteers the brides of funkenstein dr funk i love all that shit then i got oh wait hold on so <clears throat> Sorry so I, I I believe, I believe you kind of have like your guitar shit down, right? So how long does it kind of take for you to learn like a riff off no, a song? No, I don't. I don't have it down. It's so hard. 
Like I was trying to play a David Bowie riff the other day, and it like goes between a chord and some single note stuff. It took me like an hour or two to get it. The funkadelic stuff is kind of easy because you can figure it out by ear. Because they're especially most riffs you can figure out by ear. They're really simple. They're really really simple, especially when they're single note. You can find I find the the funkadelic stuff pretty quickly, and that's like Hazel, Michael Hampton, Gary Scheider playing some most of the time. And those dudes are like great. Hazel stuff is so fun to play, and Hazel has like my best. Or he has he's he's my favorite player probably of all time now. And his solos on like I was listening to it in class. His solo on um, "Hit It and Quit It" is like the nastiest, craziest thing, and it goes on for like a whole like probably like thirty seconds to a minute, which is insane for a solo, and it not being like maggot brain or a song that's completely almost instrumental. Yeah, right. And yeah. Yeah, so it ta- sometimes it takes a long time, sometimes it doesn't. But for some guitars, some guitars have, like Hendrix, Hendrix stuff is really easy to play. That's how brilliant the guitarists they are. Their their most catchy stuff is super simple to play. Their most, their most, same with Jack White. Jack White has always had that theory of like, it's this is going to be some simple song, but and this guitar part is going to be really, really simple, but it's going to sound incredible. Like think about like Seven Nation Army. Blue Orchid, dun, 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 dun. That's those. All those are really, really easy. A lot of the guitar stuff is really, really easy to play when you when you don't incorporate chords so much. Unless it's like a chord change that's like one, two chords or one chord move up and down the neck. But I don't have it down. I do not. It's just some stuff is easy to figure out. Some stuff isn't. It's really hard to be a good guitar player. It's really hard to be a musician. But once you learn it, you can play any instrument. That's yeah, the best yeah, part. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you learn one, you can play like Prince. Prince learned to play guitar, I think, first. And then he just taught himself everything. His his first album, the only person that played any instrument on there besides him or did anything was uh who he let produce him. That's it. He played all the instruments on that. Did all the tracks himself. Did everything himself. That's tight. I didn't Prince, know Prince that. is the greatest, dude. Prince is like, Prince is. <laughs> that's a that's a whole episode right there. Prince is the greatest musician of all time. Maybe even like a whole season. Yeah, if our seasons the, the, are like the, the, the ten Prince episodes series. or five. Or yeah, six we can just dissect an album or the Prince episodes. No, I don't episode. know. I, I, I'm not touching <laughs> it. I'm not touching it. Questlove does it the best. I can't do it. I can't do it. Questlove will school you up and down. About Prince or any of that stuff, so I'm like, hey, Questlove, <laughs> I, I, Questlove, teach me, bro. Shout out Questlove. Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking me, dope. me, Questlove and D'Angelo's friendship into existence. Questlove and D'Angelo, if you if somehow you you get to this, I love you guys. I want to hang out. I love Prince too. <laughs> please, please teach me how to play instruments and and um, yeah, let's hang out. Let me know. Anyway, next tab. Uh, let me get through this quick. I'm sweaty Prince and is good I can't my phone. Prince is. Prince is great. He played on his like high school team too. So I have Craig Anderton's Projects for Musicians because at this point I'm like, if I can find my grandmother's old soldering iron, I might as well just buy kits for the pedals that I want and just build them myself because then I get to do the artwork for them. And come on. I love, come on. I build my own pedal, do my own artwork for it. And then if people like it, maybe I could sell it too. Or like I'm the guy who knows how to do these crazy ass fuzz face mods or big muff mods or something. That's what I want to do. I want to build like phasers and shitty fuzz pedals because all of my heroes played pedals that were like 
standards. Like it, Hazel played like a big muff and other stuff, but the way it sounds, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. And plus guitar, when you have pedals, like distortion and stuff like that, like Death by Audio, Death by Audio makes some pedals where they're like shitty on purpose almost shitty like in the eye of the beholder not like in turn it's like they do extra fuzz like the fuzz war is like like a super crazy big muff they have like the fuzz gun they have like the the uh the lo-fi they have a dream thing i forget all the names of the pedals but they have stuff where it's like it's just crazy on purpose i love that stuff for homework what Lo-fi hip hop beats. For oh yeah, yeah. Lo-fi study beats. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So I was thinking I could just I could just buy the book, <laughs> build the pedals myself. Because there's a there's a whole uh, forum of, of people who sell kits. There's a whole website that sells kits. Then I have Junie Morrison. You know, Susie Thunder Tussie. That's a good song. Kanye sampled it, but he was actually a member of the Ohio Players, and then he was a member of Probably Funkadelic. Junie Morrison is responsible for the One Nation Under a Group album being the hit. I think is what it said. He's the reason why he was inducted into the Hall of Fame with Parliament Funkadelic for that album. So Junie Morrison's great. Junie Morrison, my two songs by him right now, Susie Thunder Tootsie and Tightrope. Those are the because Tightrope is a sample for So Far to Go. You know, Dilla, you know, you know, Common, you have come so far. You that's Junie Morrison right there. That's Tightrope. Yeah. So I got that. And I love reading about the musicians that I like. And I love listening to him and stuff like that. And then the last one, I have another Problem of Funkadelic member, Fuzzy Haskins. I was reading about his two albums, which I left a quote from one of them on the board in the next room. In the next room, yeah. Called A Whole Another, or it's called, the album's called whole, A Whole Another Thing. And the song is called Things We Used To Do. And it has like the lyrics that are just playing through my head right now. Things We Used To Do. It's good stuff. All right, well, that's it for me. Those are my tabs. This is tabs. Episode two thousand one. All right. Well, let me let me Pop run through it. Let me run through a few of my tabs. Let's see. Well, I, I think this is kind of good to end on, anyways. Because so there's this guy. I don't even know exactly who he is, but Emily Oberg, my wife, she um <laughs> she shared a article. There was like an interview, and it's this guy Julian Casablancas. And in the interview, they're asking him things just about like the internet and like the state of music right now. And uh, I really like how we just hit a lot of things right on the nail. Like, one of the things he's talking about was just uh, the internet and its relationship to music. And he was saying how uh, the quality is kind of being sucked out of music. And, like, one of the points he made was, like, One Direction will have four billion views, and the best artists of today will only see, like, a fraction of that attention. Yeah. And then just saying, like, uh, and then just criticizing, like, um, the Grammys and how, like, and how he was he was comparing it to the Oscars, how the Oscars, you'll see the movies that win awards are usually like they do pretty good now with it's the it's the really artsy ones and like the really good art artful movies that get the that will get awards, right? But in terms of like Grammys, it's like the other way around where the really good artists won't really uh they'll get kind of snuffed, you know? Yeah, that's exactly why Kanye was so mad that time. Because it's like, look, if it, this is a popularity contest. And then you're going to tell us the most popular artist doesn't win? And it's like, agreed. Either either the rules are the same in terms of like the Grammys, like the same thing. Either it's who is the most popular, 
which like like again the people the way people watch it now and they get upset when people don't win it's like look this stuff is the most popular this is what we're hearing this is this is who the these are who the biggest artists are and then you can come out of nowhere and say so and so did this or did that or they won and it's like they weren't as popular but it's like their artistry was better it's like look well you can't just do a popularity contest and then we care about the arts the next one right and like another thing in the interview also he was saying um he was talking about Jimi hendrix um and he was saying like like people don't realize uh that it took years for him to get to the acclaim that he has um and then like the interview where he was saying Jimi hendrix was very popular during his lifetime and he's saying no you're seeing it through the rearview mirror we are. And then he, he was just saying stuff like, uh, like the interviewer, he was like, are you saying that the wider exposure is all that prevents musicians like Ariel Pink or the Velvet Underground from being more popular? Because to my ears, and this is not a quality judgment, it makes sense that Ed Sheeran is more co- commercially successful than Ariel Pink. One of those musicians is trying to be pop and one isn't. And then he goes, everything you're saying sounds 100% like cultural brainwashing. <laughs> Oh, like everything he was saying shit. is just on the fucking nail, bro. That's, yeah, that's so dope. That's I'm glad you shared. No, that. No, I'm gonna have to read that. You're gonna have to send uh, it. Yeah, you're gonna have to yeah, send yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, send you know what? Tab sharing. Tab sharing. Look, who, who would have thought look. that our show about tabs, where we <laughs> share it with you, the listeners, would then share the tabs? We, we'd be interested to hear them amongst our, exactly. ourselves. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Look, that look, I walk in here. Powerful. I walk in here expecting to do a fucking show. I didn't think I was going to learn something. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. We, we learn everything Shout all the time. Learning, right? All right, Shout but before before we wrap up, I do want to say another one I had was uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, that guy from uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. And he, uh, GQ did a little thing about him, like his essentials. He has some fire-ass St. Laurent Chelsea boots. He has dope-ass like acne jeans. Like He is... He is that's his airport I, outfit, I forgot bro. a while ago. It was like a couple years ago. I saw something that was on like Hypebeast or something like that where they went clothes shopping with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's fresh, man. He, 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 had, has the, he good, had the biker he has jacket. He great taste, dude. The St. Laurent biker jacket. He has great taste. Yeah, he might have been the dude wearing the, 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 like, the plastic see-through glasses before everybody. He yeah, might, he might, yeah. He might have been like the dude who like made that a thing. Yeah, I think he still has those on. He like, probably the, still the wears it. Like, but like, no one wears them as good as him either way. All right. That's oh, the uh, see-through frames are dope. See-through yeah, frames are those Orange, orange tinted, clear, yellow, whatever color you got. The see-through frames are tight. They are not for tight. me though. I'm, no, I'm, I, I don't even wear glasses. No, I don't either. Yeah. No. Yeah. I just want to say one thing about the Hendrix thing. It's like, yeah, the Hendrix. No way. He like the lighting the guitars on fire thing. You watch. You you can watch Monterey Pop. And you'll watch him light that guitar on fire. And now everyone's like, yeah. He, he did that once, right? No, he did it a bunch of times. I thought he only did it once. The reason, the reason, no, he did it a bunch of times. He used to do it all the time. He was the dude who bashes guitars in. I think he, he had to have a new guitar almost every night. Okay, but almost. I think at some point he stopped doing it. And yeah. people wanted him to. And he was like, I'm done yeah, with it. It's, 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 I didn't do it didn't for do any it. particular reason than for my own. It was just that. Where was he? That's where he was at with his expression. That's what he felt in the moment. That's why he did it. It wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't whatever. People start doing it after as a gimmick, kind of. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, that's why Billy Gibbons has a strap from him is because he he said it couldn't. It wasn't condu- conducive to burning. But yeah, no. Again, <laughs> they you watch him and even like Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Airplane, and like all of the bands that Monterey Popper and are, are in like the front row watching him do that and watching him have that spiritual experience with the guitar and they're just like, what the fuck. They're just like, what is he? What is this? What is he doing? Because electric church music, man. 
All right, tabs two thousand. All right, out. tabs two thousand and one. Um, all right, repping this. All right, one we're out. gonna have a song to to end. Just kidding.